gotta hit the right button. I gotta bash the button. <laughs> All right, so I hope someone's rolling. So this started out as, as an idea around the bar at uh, at our last convention there in Las Vegas. Uh, we were all three talking about this, and I think it was uh, me, the idiot, that said, "You know, we ought to we ought to have a podcast to talk about, you know, what we do best, and that is talk about Lose our friends phones behind at the yeah. same time. We'll talk about our friends behind their backs. I mean, that's what we do as air show <laughs> announcers, basically. So why not have a why not have a show about it and uh, and some news about the industry? So this is the first episode, and uh, this has taken us two days." To coordinate because I think I think we're all at that age now where uh, tech support's just not our thing. Rick, I, do you even have internet access in Canada? Because apparently here, that's what up here in the Great White North right now, as I speak, the dog team is outside and they're <laughs> I've detached them from the sled so that they can run on the treadmill and give me enough power to get this done. <laughs> but no, you have kidding. one of those big big uh, big dogs with a barrel around its neck to provide you sustenance to keep you warm for the next twelve hours. Uh, no, the neighbor does, and it's the, a Lagavulin 16 single moth in there. At, at oh, well, there you go. Well, but yes. but no kidding. Oh. So so Rick Rick could not connect uh, to anything last night, so we couldn't do this. Yeah. And then this morning, Rob forgot. So that's where we're at, uh, coordinating on three different continents or three different countries, I should say. And uh, yeah. here we and here we are. Um, Rick, tell everybody at home how you got into this, because before we we're going to have a guest. Well, we were, we were at the bar and we were probably it was ICAS and we'd had way too many. And we agreed to or do you mean the announcing I, thing? Yeah, whatever, Rick. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you see, on Skype, he can't reach out and actually put his hands around my throat, although but, he really wants to right but now. But last night, let me tell you, when we tried this and you came on, it looked like a Yeti. <laughs> What have you done, my friend? You've been hibernating over the winter, and you do—you—you—you you, you, you look like Grizzly Adams. Well, well, that's that's why we're not doing a vlog. <laughs> that's why we're doing an audio thing in the winter time. Uh, while I hibernate up here in the north and get away from my air show duties, right? I uh, I don't shave for three months. Uh, I do brush my teeth, though, because uh, hygiene is important, and uh, apparently there's a connection between tartar and heart disease. So I, I keep that going, and, uh, and, and then just the rest of me, I just I let myself go. There's a song about that. So, how did, so tell everybody how you got into air show announcing, because it's not quite the Danny Clisham story of no. grabbing the mic off the no. hay trailer, but it is, it is a good one. <laughs> or spending hundreds of thousands of hours <laughs> flying airplanes for the airlines. No, I, I got dragged around to them by my dad, who was a faithful air show guy. He would go to air shows and had a great passion for aviation. And uh, he and uh, and another uncle of mine uh, built a home-built airplane. He did some some of the welding and stuff because he could weld. And they were constantly around. And uh, a small-town airport in a place called Smith Falls is where I cut my teeth on. I mean, ever since... My father put me on, he literally sat me on the spinner of a Piper Cub. And uh, as I like to say, he had me at hello. And, uh, and I took it from there and uh, hanging about with him until one day going to a show as, as someone who just enjoyed air shows and, and had already started my broadcasting career in radio, uh, decided that uh, I'd go and see the local one in Montreal where I was working. Uh, Montreal is sort of the aviation capital of Canada. Most of the aviation industry is all based there. So they had this wonderful air show 
back in 1984, uh, but they'd hired a local events uh, company to do, it was a beer company, O'Keefe Beer, it doesn't even exist anymore. And they had some guy from O'Keefe doing the announcing, and, uh, and tragically, they had an accident that day, a fatality, and had no control of the crowd, and uh, it, it was pretty bad. And I volunteered the next year to help out, thinking that maybe I could help at least on that end, and then started to find more about it, and was encouraged by Dan McLaren, Mach 1 Productions, to take this on the road. He said uh, he saw something that was a little different in the way I did things, and thought that I could probably do it, and I did it as a part-time gig until about four years ago, and then as uh, radio careers and broadcasting careers can suddenly vanish at a certain age... <laughs> I did, <laughs> and I turned to this full-time now, and it's probably responsible for the loss of most of my sanity. I just love that Dan McLaren discovered you. I just see, That's him, right. <laughs> I see him telling that to people with his pinky in his mouth, you know. There he was, all alone on the prairie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I plucked him from obscurity. Oh, man. Dano. And now he counts on you for uh, when you're when he's traveling around. He talks to you on the phone, doesn't he? Uh, a lot just to stay in touch. Well, as we all know now that we do this, the three of us that we can all anybody listening can relate is that we spend an awful lot of time away from home and on the road. And Dano in his truck, he can't fly and uh, speak to the passenger next to him. He's alone in a truck. So yeah, we spend a lot of time on the phone. And I always, I always feel it's good to give him, give him at least an hour while he's on the road when we can, and uh, it helps fill the time as he makes his way from show to show. Rob, how did you do this? Because, I mean, everybody knows well, you in Cincinnati from the Bob Braun show. But yeah, those th- those were great days. Uh, I had been my dad soloed after the war, never got his private pilot's license because of color blindness. Uh, and we always, I mean, he built, model, built models with me, and and uh, he took me to an air show in Columbus where the Thunderbirds were, and I remember getting to climb up on the ladder and look in the cockpit of one of the Thunderbirds, touch the pilot's flight helmet, and and it was just, you know, just all this love of airplanes. And then when I was on the Bob Braun show in 1978, I'd been on the show for about eight years at that point, so I was pretty well established. We took the show on as a remote to what was then the Dayton Air Fair. It was the fourth year of what is now the Vectran Dayton Air Show. And we were there and they had a Corsair flying there from Guild Batteries. Art Scholl was there flying and I didn't know who he was except his name was Art Scholl and he was sponsored by Guild Batteries. And then another guy was there in a picture who I later was able to identify through Facebook. Pappy Boyington was the guest, one of the guests on the show. Yeah, right. Well, The next year I started volunteering there because some friends there, because I was a ham radio operator, still am, uh, said we could use you in communications. Would you like to? Yes. And then they got involved in ballooning and said, would you announce the balloons at whatever, oh, dark 30 in the morning? I said, sure. And the guy who was the longtime voice of the show, Bill Bordalo, ICAST member number four, and whose family still owns Continental Air Show Productions that Dave Olmsted runs, uh, they Bill started giving me some mic time. And as you got encouraged, uh, Rick, I got encouraged by the folks there and then started picking up a couple of local shows. And then in 1995, joined the International Council of Air Shows. And after another 11 years, uh, became an overnight 
full-time, well, turned it full-time, not an overnight success, but turned it into full-time. So I've been doing it as my primary source of income since 2006. It's and it's been a been a great ride for all of us, I think. Um, so that's that's what I do. What about you, Matt? We'll yes. get into th- we'll get into that. But uh, everybody, everybody, <laughs> oh, everybody, no, everybody, no, 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 you're going to get no. into it all. But, but hang on just a minute because you lost you glossed over a very large part of your life. You were you really were you were a song and dance man on television. Which, which well, I just think is really cool. Not so much. Oh, we've dance, all seen so, that, that I was, bit on I was Grease. I was a singer. Yeah, well, so. Come on, in I the band. Simple choreography. You Come know. follow the band, yeah. But, yeah. but we, I got to sing everything from John Denver to Earth, Wind, and Fire to show tunes. We had an eight-piece band. Oh, wait a minute. I have not heard you sing Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, this we did. This has got to be cool. Please. <laughs> well, not, any, not anymore. Not at 70 <laughs> years old, I don't. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But we did, but we did a little bit of everything on that show, and hundred people in the audience. It was live in four markets, no net, and that was really working with Bob Braun, was yeah. my training for being able to stand up in front of an audience at an air show. And it was not so much the, uh, it was not the uh, the aeronautical knowledge that was the issue and the, the the talent that was needed it was the it was the experience of working an audience that was uh, mm. the thing that I think helped make me uh, successful because you can learn almost anything but if you can't communicate it well then it doesn't make a lot of difference um, that makes sense I hope that doesn't become too philosophical philosophical no, but I don't there. think anybody really realizes that about your background unless they know you personally and that that's such a neat thing to to uh, to have been a part of, and the, I, you know, I have not heard anything since you said you sang "Earth, Wind, and Fire." I'm still there. <laughs> the stick-on chest hair that he used to wear too was. Uh, but I, yeah, right. Wow. But I still uh, still play guitar. As a matter of fact, I was doing session work in my studio uh, last night for uh, an acoustic folk group, and um, so I'm I'm still playing. Don't sing so much anymore, but still enjoying playing and and mixing records and producing and things like that. But still, air shows. Uh, this is this is the business that I have chosen, and it's my passion, it's my love, and it is my privilege to be part of it. You're learning the banjo, yeah. by the way, and uh, uh, I know Rick's a, Rick's a huge banjo fan. In fact, oh yeah, when we were yeah. at Miramar, In fact, he, I'm leaving. I'm yeah. leaving the room now. Yeah. <laughs> That and that in the bagpipe, and you've got me. No, no, no this is not. Here we go. Oh, oh wow. Wow, they're it's running. Uh, oh. I can tell that. <laughs> Just, I'm calling the neighbor. I need that dog with the big barrel around its neck. Right now. I still love that thing that's been floating around on the web a little while. It says, uh, do you want to learn to play the banjo? And it has the little tear-off tabs. Along the bottom, they they all say no, <laughs> no, no. I I don't want to learn how to play the banjo. Uh, well, good good on you, good on you, Rob. So Thanks. we left off with finding out how Matt got into this. Business. Yes, Matt. Well, yes. just kind of like you guys. Uh, I grew up down in South Texas, where the at the time Confederate Air Force was headquartered. Ralph Royce was the president, and. Uh, I, I grew up in that organization. My dad wow. was was involved in it, and I mean, it was really, really, um, kind of the golden age of all of that uh, down in South Texas. It was still huge and uh, big, vibrant organization. We had the SBD, the T six, and a uh, and a BT thirteen there. Uh, 
at the wing that I was a part of in Corpus Christi. And this is before I'm they had restored it. I'm surprised you can it. still hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But, you know, it was a fun time to, to, to be there. This was in the 80s. And uh, um, after that, you know, I went the, Rick, you know this, went the career track um, <laughs> rather rather than the personality track early on. Got into news and uh, had a... Have Ron had a, Burgundy. Yeah, have had a... Texas. I've had a have had a good career in in the broadcast business. And so but but no the air shows came out of a, out of a desire to do more to promote uh Warbird Radio when we first started it. And uh, it just kind of grew from there. I I got started with an act in uh that will remain nameless that uh it it had Okay, now we're now we're going to start thinking. Okay, yeah, who it is needed it? it needed a lot of help and uh they they knew it needed help, and uh, it eventually, it eventually just went away. <laughs> but I gave, I gave it my all. <laughs> so we've all even, been there. Even you know? your triage didn't work. Huh? It just didn't. The last thing I remember, uh, if I tell this story, if I tell this story, I'm, I'm going to get these guys in trouble. But it's no fun, and I'll, I'll tell it to one. I'll tell about one guy that was in that was in the group. Is uh, is a very likable guy uh, in the in the air show business named Skipper Heil, who, who Skipper's just when you know Skipper, it's he's just warm and cuddly, and uh, that's I'm being very facetious. But the the yes, last thing are. I remember okay. hearing about Skipper uh, was was when right when the uh, the big the big return of the heroes was supposed to happen, I, I hear Skipper on the radio and he he keys the mic and he says. Where are you? Because they were late. I mean, like really late, like seven and a half, maybe ten minutes late to get oh to getting back into position. You know, and 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 you're doing the tap dance. In I'm the tap dancing with Jay Rabbit. You know, we're both up there tap dancing. And uh, oh boy! And I hear on the radio, I hear the other guy, the other, the other hero pilot. He says, "I'm over here." To which Skipper <laughs> just unleashed on it. Where the hell is over here? <laughs> you know? I'm, some I'm other, sure you just cleaned that up. Yeah, some other choice words. And so that that was the start in, in the business. And then after that it you know, Red Eagles and and then it just kinda grew from there. But what a what a cool thing. I, I'd rather I'd rather fly than eat and so uh, getting to talk about it is uh, is just as fun, I think. And yeah. I think it, I think yeah. telling the story is is what we all love about it, and it's uh, it's a great great career. Where are you going to be, Rick? Uh, tell everybody where they can find you because you like- know what I'm excited about is my first one this year. I've been as a tourist to Tucson to the Boneyard, and I've gone back in the days when photography was uh, a passion of mine, and before I picked up a video camera which has suddenly become a new passion of mine. But uh, I went into the Boneyards as just a, a young lad maybe 20 years ago and rented a helicopter for the day so I could get Aaron got an inside story that this guy was connected to the base somehow and he could fly right over top of oh, the B- B-52s and everything. So we did that at something wow. like $500 an hour. I mean, I'm still weeping to think that I did it when I, at times when I didn't really have a budget to do that kind of stuff. But uh, that's, that's what our passion does to us. And uh, so I'm going back there in a few weeks to uh, to do the uh, Tucson show at uh, Davis Mothin, and I'm looking forward to that and the A10s and everything that they have to offer. So that that's a hell of a way to start it this year, and uh, you can guarantee that I'm going to spend some time in the Boneyard. So 
and this time with my video camera. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then some of the usual stops too. Some of the um, uh, the stops that I, I've grown to really love over the years is San Francisco. Really like going over to Belgium to Santa Cole and doing that to see how the Europeans do shows because they they do things a little bit differently. Their safety regulations and stuff are very similar to ours. There are a couple of exceptions, uh, but they also love to drop the flares when they fly, and it's uh, often very stunning to see that. And um, I mean, I've seen that over here in North America too at places like uh, Nellis, where where they've got the open range and not much out there in the desert is going to catch fire. But mm-hmm. uh, we're more populated areas here and stuff, and um, it's just something. It's different, and it's uh, it's interesting to see um, the players used in such a beautiful way. It really adds a lot to the air shows. So it's it's a little different over there, and uh, and then of course uh, back again for Wings over Houston, uh, the Toronto show this year, and the fact that the RIF Red Arrows will be over here this year for a limited. Um, performances, but it's it's nice to see that they're over here and they're showing the flag for British industry, which is why um, I think that they're doing some flyovers as well as air shows. But it's going to give people a chance to see something a little bit different with the Red Arrows. <laughs> Somebody said it was because of Brexit. And I said, no, no, they're not they're not they're not fleeing. <laughs> they're, they're leaving. They're, they're just in spite. They're just in spite they're gonna of go Brexit. back. That's right. They're gonna go back. Trust me. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> going to be bizarre seeing them fly on the wrong side of the sky. Yeah, that'll take some getting used to. You'll have to narrate backwards, perhaps, Rick. Well, you're going to be all over. What, what are you doing, like 30 or 60? You did, what, 60-something? <laughs> 700 shows this 700 year. 700 shows this year. <laughs> <laughs> just under 30. I'm still waiting for a couple of more confirmations, But uh, and, and Rob knows this, too. And and so do you, Matt. It's just it's it's a long season, but my God, we love it, don't we? Oh. Yeah, it is fun. Rob, where, where are you going to be? I, I, Rick, b- before I ask Rob, you are going to make one of those uh, fancy maps that you guys have taken to making. This yes, show. Oh, I, I did that. Yeah. I did that already. It looks Rob's like the, got one up, and I, I, I just put one up uh, yesterday on my Facebook. Well, it's on my social media, but it's, uh, it's cool. The um, Google Earth thing mm-hmm. uh, gives some really neat perspectives, and uh, it, it was lost on me. I'm going to spend a lot of time in Western Canada. And uh, Western Canada tends to have a lot more shows than Eastern Canada. And a lot of that is because of the amount of air traffic in the east where most of the population is around Toronto and the congestion. Most of the people are in the eastern part of Canada. But in the beautiful Rockies, I'm going to be on a western swing where I have four shows, uh, uh, two weekend shows and two midweek shows in between. And it's kind of bouncing around in the Rockies. Uh, and uh, out west in the foothills and stuff, and it's breathtaking to do an air show with those white-capped uh, mountains in the background. Wow. You're, the, uh, the map that I saw that, that Rick published, it looks like the intro uh, to a televangelist broadcast. I mean, it, like the old TBN <laughs> intro, where it shows the, yeah. the streams of oh light my. going to all of these different cities. I'm looking forward to seeing it, uh, Rick, and uh, hopefully running into you somewhere on the road. Rob, where are you uh, yeah. this year? Well, I've, I've already been out with uh, coaching with the Golden Knights and the Blues, uh, and and I'm going to beat you to DM by about a couple a week or so, uh, Rick. Uh, I'm going to go out to uh, to the Heritage Flight uh, Conference, so I'll get to see some of the stuff out there and coach those narrators. And I start then the following weekend, probably the same as the the uh, uh, as your show at DM. I'm going to be at Marine Corps Air Station Yuma. 
And that'll be my, I think, fourth time there. They've gone to an every year show, which has turned out to be very nice for early in the year. Uh, Salinas after that, Key West, Sun and Fun, back into Texas at Corpus Christi, then Beaufort, then my 15th or 16th year at uh, the New York Air Show at Jones Beach, uh, the Bethpage Air Show, where you, Rick, will be over at Republic Airport again this year, I'm hoping, right? Yes, sir. At the, over at the museum, and that's where the statics. Uh, well, not, they don't have a static display, but where the airplanes mostly are based out of. And uh, I get to hand off as they take off. Uh, they open the museum up and have all these flights going on, and then hand off to you guys over on the beach. Yeah, so uh, I'll be over there, and that's a fun one because it's also carried live on a couple of radio stations. And and back to Tinker, I'll be at uh, Richmond, uh, Bedford, Virginia for the National D-Day Memorial Commemoration. Dayton, Kansas City, new show there, Toledo, Duluth again. Uh, uh, I'm going to have just uh, the Air Venture, Grand Junction, Michigan, a private show at the Hartzell Propeller Company in uh, Piqua, Ohio. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, it's a it's the Friends of Hartzell Air Show and the, Tucker is always there and Goulian is generally there, although I think he's got a Red Bull Air Race little show up in Beverly, Massachusetts, Owensboro, Oceana, Miramar, Jack's Beach, Florida International Air Show and finishing up with uh, the Blue Angels at uh, Pensacola again this year. So um and this is going to be an interesting year because they will do the Blue Angels will finish their season as normal that second weekend, first or second weekend in November. But next year they will finish in October. And that's going to be a first because the transition to uh, the FA-18 Super Hornet then will begin for the team if uh, plans continue as uh, they are currently set. So that's 24 yeah. shows. 24. That's, that's huh? plenty. Wow. Yeah. Well, you'll be busy. Yeah. Well, got to make the money. I'll be busy. You're going to be busier, though, Rick. Yeah, Rick's doing about um, 107. Not by much. It's about the same. But uh, again, the midweek I've... shows make it good for you, don't they? Uh, oh, you can... my. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 nice. It's nice, and and plus you don't you don't come home like I do. An uh, you you fly to shows, Rob and Matt. Sometimes fly his. uh, I don't think do you you take the uh, chipmunk to shows or you just mostly you driving right? I don't. I I hardly take it out of the hangar, Rick. It just stays (laughs) stays in the hangar, and I polish on it most of the time. Once once you start to do more shows, Matt, you'll have more money to be able to fly it, you see, and (laughs) it'll be great. I don't want to fly it to shows. (laughs) But there just aren't that many over in the Middle East at the moment. Yeah, there aren't. There aren't that many. Speaking of that, I'm excited to announce that I will be doing doing, uh, Wings Over Afghanistan this year, and uh, going to look forward to that. Well, you are are coming home. You are doing... Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not least. that one. You're, yeah. you're back, and you're back again in a big way. So good for you. Yes. It's going to be fun. And I and I will be back at, uh, with you, Matt, uh, with you, Matt at Miramar. So we'll we'll I have know. that weekend to laugh well, at let's each not, other. Let's not talk about I that. Work, point, I worked with Matt at Miramar point last and year. Laugh. Yeah, let's not yeah. talk about and that. Rob, I've got to tell you, after working with Matt last year. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't going to bring it up, you the know. Miramar but Miramar uh, show. Yeah. The Miramar show in in my entire career is the most difficult, challenging, brutal, time-consuming, hot, and cool show ever because yeah. of what they have. But it's yeah. long. 
They're long days, and when they do a night show, it makes it exceptionally long. But Miramar has a pretty daggone good magtaf, don't they? Oh, oh yeah. man. And and I'll tell you, because I, I knew I was just kind of filling in because you weren't there last year, I let Matt do all the work and had some great opportunities to take <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure he's happy you're back as I'm, well. Uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> Whatever you do, to, don't yeah. play the Marines hymn because everything stops. Yes. That's right. That's right. My favorite, my favorite Miramar, uh, <laughs> my favorite Miramar story was the you last year. You can't tell this. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, this is a podcast. <laughs> was, the year, was the year that, that uh, what's that crazy thing called? Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, the, uh, the dinosaur, Rob, help me out. Robosaurus. Robosaurus. Have it's it's late here. It's very late here. I haven't had enough shawarma today, and uh, and and we What's got into this is? somehow. And I don't know how it even happened, but uh, Rob led me down the garden path, and uh, <laughs> it was a very long and winding garden path. And I've never I've never laughed so hard. Um, while trying to do something and, and do it well than that year. And, we, and I'll well, never forget. I'll never well, forget couple, that. Robo, well, I, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think we need to hear the story. Yeah, we can't. There's no context well, here. You two okay, are, let me, I have let me, no idea what you're talking about. Let I me know, start with context. Robosaurus yeah. was this 57,000-pound mechanical beast that looked like a metal Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it breathed yeah, smoke and fire and all that. That's the guard. Well, but – Right. But, but – but 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 that and that was great and so I would then provide part of the voice. But he for couldn't. It, he couldn't and, and pick I up would the process cars. my voice and pitch it down, right, Matt? Right. But but the the funny thing and what got me was that he couldn't. He was not allowed to pick up the cars, That's right. and, and he was not allowed to burn them. And so he just because sort of he just sort of gummed. At the cars, and <laughs> that's and, and that deal. led that's to some happened, Rick. That led to the, some the, interesting narration on on Rob's part. <laughs> that because we didn't know. know that environmental concerns right. for burning up the naga hide in the and the rubber in these cars was somehow going to cause a, a negative environmental impact, and so they wouldn't <laughs> let them burn the, up. They wouldn't <laughs> let them burn the car. You didn't know that? How long have you been in this coma? No, no, no but they had done it. They had done it full bore for yeah. years. And right. then all of a sudden, here it yeah. comes, and it's not burning. And we're asking questions. It's a, why aren't they burning? It's environmentalists. Yeah. And they just, just can't do it. Just as the they car. They changed the act and didn't tell you. Just as exactly. the little car was. Uh, just as the car was about to enter the lips of Robosaurus, the dinosaur the robosaurus would hold it up and he'd kind of shake it right at yeah. right at his mouth yeah and i got I'd, the vision and i would say yeah. come on come on robosaurus just bite that thing and, and rob would say somehow with his voice processor you know oh i don't think i better do that i'm just gonna nibble on it a gum little it bit to death. Yeah. i think i said i was <laughs> gonna gum it it's just it went it just went <laughs> It just went from bad to worse. He's going to gum it today. You know, and I'm thinking, and you guys, you guys going to get fired. hired back. This is incredible. We're going to get fired <laughs> over RoboSource, you know. Because and, we're the only ones who uh, don't understand what a tough show it is. We keep going. Everybody else says, let Jolly and Ryder have it. Oh, uh, well, they, they almost fired Rick last year, you know. I mean, it was, he kept he kept calling it what? Moose Jaw and Saskatoon and... <laughs> It was late. It was, it was late in the, the end season. of the season, and I was yeah. tired. He was very tired. 
He was very. <laughs> I had the time of my life there. I did. I enjoyed working with Matt. Just to be clear, and uh, great to meet the Marines there and see all those wonderful little uh, unit vehicles they have. I mean, the the little uh, they had a bus with sidewinders on it and stuff. And I just I just loved every bit of that and to see the. Uh, the camaraderie and to be at a legendary place and then have Matt ruin everything by telling me, you know, that control tower is not really the control tower from the movie Top Gun, eh, Rick? Yeah. Well, we did have fun talking about John Melvin, though. Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We did. We we had a great time talking about John Melby. In fact, I really thought John was going to come over and just just punch me right right in the stomach or something. But uh, Really? Yeah, what well, did you say Rick, about him? Rick started well, out talking out about his hair. Yeah, he, he pointed out that he plays the guitar, you know, like you. Well, not like you. He doesn't play it very well. He, uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's on his thing about being a guitar player. And, and Here we you go. Know, we don't want anyone to have to listen to that. So we warn people and, and rightfully point out that he has the best hair in the air show business. It's the hair show, as, as Rick said. And, and Rick just doesn't let he just doesn't let up rob it's just it's he's just hammering on him and of course the junkyard uh, dog we right? uh, we run into oh. melby later that night you know back at the uh, back at the lodging in the hotel and uh, and i'm thinking well here it comes <laughs> he's just gonna clobber us right now you know yeah. and, uh, and, yeah. and and what does melby do he he just high fives rick and invites us in for a drink he is. Uh, there's part of uh, when he just, when Rodney Dangerfield great. passed on, I think part of Rodney took up life inside John Melby. If you've ever had a conversation mm-hmm. with John, and you know he starts, if he had a tie on, he'd be straightening it all the time. The hand gestures, the, the movements are always the same. And I, <laughs> I think of Rodney every time I talk just to him. Can't John. get any respect. Oh my goodness! I just, I just find him. He's so entertaining to be around. He loves what he does. I mean, he just loves it so much. But he is such a character, and to be able to again, that's what we do. We try and connect people yeah. to who these people no, really fun. are, and uh, and it's I find him just a joy to be able to describe to people the things that he, he's a hockey player too, and he again doesn't do it very well, but it's on his thing. All right, well we're it's almost out of time. It's interesting that he stepped too. away from the business for a few years and then came back. You know, it's a, yeah. this is a tough business to quit, it really. Is. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, so. we're almost out of time. I want to I want to ask you who who are we going to have on next time, and then. What are we going to call this thing? I, th- I think it- I think next time we should tell travel stories, because I, as I began to say, I fly all the time commercially. Nobody to the shows. gives a damn about and- your about your airline. That shtick. Oh that no, shtick I've, got, has sailed. I've got some great it's just stories. Man. Terrible. And I don't want to. Oh god, too. I don't want to hear any more of this. Get yeah. a, You got to get a new act. I mean, I I know, have a couple of hotel stories. We know but, you make uh, it up. But but I don't have the kind of the travel stories like you guys have. And Matt, we never did uh, get to your story about how you got into this. So I think the next uh, episode ought to. No, that uh, was it. Auto, that was uh, literally it. Set. Oh my, oh my God, Rob, you are just <laughs> you are up early in the morning, or you just he told the whole story and you jeez. <laughs> Not that good. Not that good. Not from, right. not from what he's All told right. me. He's, he's left out a few bits. Okay. <laughs> a couple of okay. – and, and, and even if they're FCC non-compliant bits, you can that's tell right. them here. So who, the FCC, is, that's right, has no regulations here at all. So we are who free. Are, we are free to say what we want. The wheels Although are coming I probably off. will not drop the F-bomb on well, this. Well, thank uh, you. Let's not say fudge. Well, thank who, God. <laughs> So who's we on? We have different rules up here in Canada, you know. Who's on next time? Who are we having on? Who do we want on? 
Should we get John Gullion? Let's get okay, let's get get Melby. Get Melby on. Gullion and Melby, huh? All right. Well, we got to get to work then. So, uh, you've been listening to Rick, Rob, and Matt, uh, the 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 three announcers podcast. I don't know what we're going to call it. If you have a suggestion, yeah, we still have, we got to come up with a clever name. Why yeah. don't someone get a, come up with a name yeah. for us or something? Come up with a name and and we'll. Uh, Ryan, we'll and I'll tell you what, the winner, Matt, will take for a, a, a flight in his chipmunk. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're paying for the gas and everything, but Matt will take you for a flight. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. Go for a run. Yeah, to not, truck. not for hire, dude. <clears throat> oh, well, Rob will take you for a flight then. Yeah. No, not for, I'm not in an experimental for hire. Well, oh. I could. And I'll, I'll, I'll See. buddy up with one of my, my free passes, and you can fly the friendly skies with me. <laughs> <laughs> See, here we go. It's just gonna the, the the wheels are coming off. I'm, so, all right. And say, I am looking say, uh, forward to the story of the lady who unpacks the dead fish next to you, Matt. Roger that. All right. Well, we'll get to it. All right, everybody. Hope you had fun, and uh, we'll talk to you next month uh, with an all new episode of whatever we're going to call this thing. The all three right. amigos. Whatever. All right. Play us out, Rob, on the banjo. I hear of an echo on you, echo on your on end. You. you have an echo? Let me get my headphones on to okay. get rid of the echo. Hold on. <clears throat> Much better. Okay. Now, as soon as Rick Save. gets back from his bathroom break, I hear him now. Jeez, I feel so much better. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, right. Rick. Hey. Hey, yeah. I apologize. I was an idiot this morning, so... Uh, what were you two kids up to? I know how it goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yes. Open recent Skype. And let's see if all this works. Record there and record there. <laughs> I'm not going to try and record anything because <laughs> I'm lucky to be on. <laughs> Who wants to do this? If not, I'll push it's forward. Your thing. You, you start it's off. Fine. Yeah. It's going to be on Warbird. Rob Rachel. and I have plausible denial. We will well, back it's... away from this so fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all...